from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. All right, guys. Welcome back to the DenverSports.com zone. We are across the street from Centura Training Camp. And I have some bad news to relay to you guys. Now, today is the first day of padded practice, and we just got word that Tim Patrick just went down in practice and was down for several minutes and was just carted off. Um, looks pretty bad. He went through the same experience last season with a torn ACL, and um, hopes were high that he was coming back and was going to be a piece to the puzzle here, a guy who's making a, a, a good amount of money, one of the big three wide receivers on this team, and an inspirational leader, a guy that people look to as that Rod Smith leader in the locker room, a guy who's been through everything in the NFL, uh, undrafted guy, has worked for everything he's got, and was a leader on the field, off the field. Tim Patrick, um, apparently frustrated, throwing his gloves on the ground, and was carted off. Chad, um, your reaction to losing Tim Patrick on the first day of pads? I am hoping we haven't lost him, Patrick. I'm hoping it's one of those things when you recover from an injury and your, your first real significant twinge or where that injury comes up and bites you, it's so scary that you're afraid to do anything. You know, I just kind of fall to the ground. I'm hoping it's one of those situations, maybe a little meniscus crunch or something in there on that reconstructed knee. And I used to eat those for breakfast, meniscus, meniscus, meniscus crunches. crunches. Yeah. So maybe, hopefully it's that. And hopefully he's not lost for any significant time or the season. Uh, one of the, Dang, as you man. point out, one of the more inspirational guys on this team, a guy who's earned every snap he's got in the NFL, a guy who's a complete wide receiver, a guy who we think is the best football player in that wide receiver room. Uh, for him to go down, that would be a tremendous blow to this wide receiver room from a veteran perspective, from a run-blocking perspective, from a do-it-all perspective. So hopefully, again, this is a, a temporary thing where he can bounce back, and it was just more of a precautionary tale with him being taken off the field in the cart and not something that the training staff was truly concerned about being season-ending. Uh, so, um, yeah, a little context from, um, from Matt Smith. He's up there, and he texted me... Uh, uh, it was a cut back on seven on seven. Planted leg tucked underneath him. Screamed and took his gloves off. Javante Williams came over to console him. The trainers were there. Russ, Sean Payton, Cortland, everybody started praying and carted him off. Uh, reminiscent of what we saw last year again. So uh, prayers for Tim Patrick. And you hate to be going through this again. Um, if you're Tim Patrick and this team to be fighting back from that injury, working all offseason to get back, and you get cleared, and it brings up another conversation about cleared versus ready. Clearly his knee was not ready for the action, even though he was cleared. All right, guys, Training Camp 2023 is on the air. Thanks to Ting Internet. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your light speed internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial for more info. Um, all right, so... Oh, man. Tim Patrick looks to be down. Hopefully it's not as bad as it might have looked up there, but you could hear the collective uh, air go out of that place. And, you know, regardless of what happens there, you just hear the air horn. They're still practicing, Chad. It's an opportunity for another receiver to step in and uh, and become that guy. Now, but But it is unfortunate for a variety of reasons. We were just talking earlier in the show about Tim Patrick being the complete football player, right? The guy who... Um, at the point of attack, the contested throws, that's your guy. A guy who does 
the run blocking, a guy who's going to set the example for there, uh, for, for that room, and to how to be a complete football player. And this is the same conversation we were having last year, Chad, when Tim Patrick went down. Um, you felt the air go out of the, the entire team. They stopped practice. They went over there. Tim Patrick gets carted off. And that was the, that was the end of the season for him. Um, and Corlin Sutton last year, when that happened, had to step up and become the leader in that room. It didn't go so well last year with Cortland being that guy. Do you think Cortland can be that guy this year and fill that role that Tim Patrick might be leaving? I hope so. And we spoke about this earlier, about Cortland Sutton and the growth of his game. If he never gets the explosive back after the injury that he suffered, then he's got to find a way to mod- to, to, to modify his game and evolve his game. And I gave the uh, Larry Fitzgerald example uh, about an hour ago of Larry Fitzgerald beginning to lose some explosiveness. Bruce Arians asking him to move into the slot position, and they become a primary point of attack run blocker because of Larry Fitzgerald's size, because of his strength. Tim Patrick has that. I'm sorry, not Tim Patrick. Corlin Sutton has that size and has the strength to be able to pull that off, and it can really grow his game and make him incredibly useful in this offense. So it's going to be up to Corlin Sutton. I'm sure Sean Payton, if this Tim Patrick injury is as serious as it initially seems, is going to speak to that wide receiver room and tell them there's an opportunity opportunity for somebody in this room to grow their role and to make themselves invaluable to this team in what we do. And hopefully it's Corlin Sutton who finds a way to step up and grow into that Tim Patrick role with the contested catches, with the using his body in the middle of the field, with the, being a primary point of attack run blocker and using his size against smaller defensive backs. This is what we're going to need if that wide receiver room is going to move forward if this injury to Tim Patrick is as serious as it seems. James Palmer on Twitter. Potential big injury on uh, in Denver. Second play at 7-on-7. Seven seven. Tim Patrick goes down with a nanger and threw his helmet and gloves. Uh, so, man, I just feel so bad for Tim Patrick. Um, so, you, you know, we hope, and we're not going to get ahead of ourselves with a diagnosis here, um, but typically when a guy goes down like that and throws his gloves and his helmet, he understands the implications of what he just felt uh, in his body. Um, I've torn an MCL. I've never torn an ACL. When I tore my MCL, it was such a loud reverberating pop within my body. I pulled my sock down expecting to see like a bone sticking out or something. It was such a, a significant pop in my body. And so you know when those moments happen, and you know what it looks like. And he just had this injury last year. So the frustration um, that's going through his mind probably resulted in that, you know, the, the gloves being tossed, the helmet being tossed. We're going to wait till we get the MRIs. But behind Tim Patrick on the depth chart is Marquez Callaway. Marquez Callaway is a receiver that two years ago led the New Orleans Saints in receiving with 698 yards and six touchdowns. Um, in the Sean Payton offense. So this is a guy that Sean Payton obviously feels comfortable with. He's going to step into that role, and it's an opportunity for some other guys now. Um, Tim Patrick, clearly a role model in that locker room on and off the field, but the game goes on, and so we're going to wait to hear what the diagnosis is there, but the guys have to step up and keep going. Now you wonder, because he was cleared, Chad. He was cleared, but he wasn't ready. Does this make them reevaluate the way they're looking at Javante Williams right now? If I'm Sean Payton, I'm going to the training staff and saying, okay, all these guys who are recovering from knee injuries, let's make sure we are on top of this and we're getting these guys the best chance for success. We've evaluated this. We've looked at it. we got the, the films, the exams, the MRIs, whatever, the CAT scans, whatever we need to give ourselves absolute confidence when these players return that they are ready 
to go. Now, it's, you know, guys who don't have ACL injuries tear ACLs at practice in non-contact situations. So, in some ways, you know, it's difficult to pin the blame on the training staff here. Injuries are a part of football. As Orlando loves to say, there's a 100% injury rate in this game. It's just unfortunate for Tim Patrick to go down now two years in a row uh, with a left knee injury. Yeah, if you're just joining us, first day of padded practice today with the Broncos. Um, and practice was, you know, just about halfway over. And we just got news that Tim Patrick went down with a non-contact injury, frustrated, threw his helmet and his gloves, uh, possibly the same knee. We don't really know. We're going to await the word from the training staff. But, um, hey, this is what it's going to be like. Guys are going to go down. Who's going to step up? That's the way football goes. You never like to see a guy like Tim Patrick go down, especially what he's been through. Um, but, um Somebody's got to do it. And uh, we're going to keep reacting to Tim Patrick's injury and some more from practice out there. Uh, it's the Players Club on the fan. One, two, three, four. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. All right, this is a fun song, but not a fun topic. We just found out that Tim Patrick, Broncos wide receiver, part of that big three and part of the most expensive wide receiver room in the league, uh, just went down with an injury. we got one-third of the Players Club joining us right now. Orlando Franklin is out of practice. Orlando, what's going on? Tell us what you saw. Um, yeah, just one of the team reps that, that they brought it up for, so 11-on-11, and it wasn't a deep route or anything like that, but it turned around and, and tried to show his, show his hands, and, and it just gave out. And he immediately dropped to the floor and yelled out, and you could just tell that it wasn't good from the get-go. And you watched teammates around him, and um, later on the cart came out to grab him. I believe it's a left leg injury. Things on Twitter here. Uh, looks like they're saying the trainers were focused on his lower left leg, like foot and ankle area. Could you tell if they were examining the knee, the foot, the ankle? Uh, where, you, If you had to give some information, you had to guess, where would you say that injury yeah. was? Sorry, fellas, it's chipping in and out right now. But absolutely, um, left leg, and it looked to be lower than the knee. It doesn't look like there's any knee thing. It doesn't look like a knee thing, so... Um, I don't know if it's a low calf, low ankle, if it's a foot injury, but it's definitely left lower leg below that knee, Chad. Orlando, can you tell us anything else about what's going on in practice? This is the first day of pads. How, how's practice looking other than that? Um, looks good. You can definitely tell there's a different sheriff in town. Um, saw some one-on-one, saw seven-on-seven. Uh, they were able to rev up their intensity. little upset. Thought there would be a, like a little bit of a tussle today. Haven't saw that yet, <laughs> but practice is still going. But it just looks completely different than last year. That's what I've noticed. This is now my second training, training camp practice that I've been to this year. And what I've noticed the most is that when they go from drill to drill or they start a new drill, everybody knows what's going on. There's not a lot of looking around. So it looks like Sean Payton is getting these guys ready to go in the classroom. So when these guys get out here on the football field, they are ready to go and ready to play football. Uh, oh, the uh, first day of pads, you know, is, are they slowly ramping up into the padded practice thing or are they hitting the ground running like they did on the very first day of practice? 
so a, a, a thing that has changed is these guys come out here and they have like a massive walkthrough, which is like a jog through type of tempo that last year Nathaniel Hackett would have every couple days. So they did that before practice and then they brought it up to stretch and then they had a, a long individual period to continue to get that lather going and then they ramped it up and then brought it together for team drills. So it's like a nice process of kind of easing into it and then ramping it up and then getting after it with your 11-on-11 drills. And I love this philosophy because I really think it's going to help this team with injuries that we saw last year. They should have a lot less injuries, in my opinion, by doing it this way. All right, good stuff. I appreciate you giving us an update on Tim Patrick. Uh, Get back out there and um, enjoy practice, and we'll see you soon. All right, fellas. Have a great day. Thanks, so. All right, so there he goes, Orlando Franklin, a third of the Players Club, and he's out there watching practice because we always want one of the players' eyes on practice so we can come back and give it to you guys. And and Orlando just relaying Tim Patrick's injury. And and we got this from Adam Schefter as well, right? Not not a knee, looks like a lower leg, ankle, uh, foot, calf type of situation. Now, when he was talking about that, Clay Thompson came to mind. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, who tore his ACL, rushed it back and then tore his, his Achilles. Is that what you thought? Do you think maybe an Achilles issue? I mean, if he's just planting and then collapsing on a low, like an ankle situation, like what w- what goes through your mind when you hear that, Chad? Uh, it could be a sprained ankle. could be something. Is, is, a sprained ankle. Is, is, have is, you ever, like, I'm sorry to cut you off, but have you ever just sprained your ankle, cutting, and then fallen, like, ah, and throwing your gloves off? Uh, if it's bad enough, I could see that being possible. I mean, we've seen basketball players land on someone's shoe, roll an ankle, and they're you know they're and writhing around on the on the court in pain, and they're back in the same game. Yeah, but basketball players are weak. No, they, <laughs> there's a little bit of a different no, pain tolerance, no doubt about that. But I think you know the once you've got an injury on a particular body part, um, the rest of the chain tends not to operate as smoothly. And always uh, equated to when you ride a bike with a wobbly pedal. Can you ride the bike? You sure can. But once you start going fast and once you start pushing the limits, it ain't quite as secure as it once was. And you got a little bit of that wobble there. So uh, maybe that's a situation with Tim Patrick that knees not performing perfectly. Therefore, the rest of the body parts take on more stress and strain. There's a little bit more instability in the chain of action as you're running, stopping and cutting. And perhaps he just rolled his ankle and he'll be back at practice in a couple of days. That would be a very optimistic view on this. Yeah, sure hope that's the case. Um, sometimes, though, when you, you, know, you get an ACL or any type of specific injury and you rehab that injury and you get cleared because the doctors say, hey, we've examined that. That is good to go. Well, there's something else that's unstable because You've been uh, off balance. You've been favoring one side. One muscle atrophies because you've been building up this one. There sometimes is a chain reaction to your injury where first you get this injury and then the next one is a different injury as a result of rehabbing that one injury. Uh, It makes another part of your body or another part of that chain weaker, and it ends up uh, biting you. Tim Patrick down, carted off, threw his helmet and his gloves in disgust. This is a, a guy who... Has been in the league for about five, six years. Uh, six years. 2018 was his first year with the Broncos. He was 25 years old. So he took the hard way. He took the long way into the league before he started making some headway. Uh, 23 catches his first year with the Broncos in 2018. 16 catches his second year in 2019. But then 2020, 2021 were 
two of his most productive years in the NFL, and that really established him as a leader here, as a, li- a reliable receiver. He had 51 catches in 2020, 53 in 2021, uh, six touchdowns in 2020 and five in 2021, about 740 yards in each of those seasons. Last season didn't happen because he sustained an ACL injury in camp, and missed the entire season. And we were there last year when that injury happened. Typically, a guy gets hurt in camp, you just move the drill down, you keep going. Well, the entire practice stopped and honored basically what that meant to their team. And, you know, you look at the difficulties they had last year at 5-12, and 12, a lot of close games, a lack of cohesion between Russell Wilson and the receivers, lack of big catches. Could Tim Patrick have helped that? Of course he could have. What would it have looked like? We'll never know. And now... We might be on the doorstep of the exact same story. Tim Patrick just carted off. Um, so some bad news out of training camp. But guys get hurt, and this is what's going to happen. And this is the message that Sean Payton is going to deliver these guys after practice. Hey, we hate to see our leader go down, but it's an opportunity for somebody to step up. Always the game goes on. It continues to go on as we roll along here uh, uh, on the Players Club. And we are here, guys, live from training camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, Colorado-owned, family-operated, commercial general contracting for over 30 years along the front range, ConConstruction.com. All right, it is the first day of padded practice. These guys are finally hitting each other. What does that mean for this team, and how does that differ from the previous practices? We'll keep diving into that next. From the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. Welcome back. Training Camp 2023. We're across the street from Centura Training Center at the DenverSports.com zone. And our very own Dan Jacobs just walked by. And said, yeah, Tim Patrick got hurt, but there's also something else. I thought we were supposed to do everything opposite from the Hackett regime, and it looked like they were playing patty cake out there. Dan, you want to jump on and tell us what you saw? Because uh, you were out there watching practice, and uh, what'd you see, man? Well, I was actually watching with uh, James Merrillat as well. And both of you guys were displeased. Well, we just expected more. Okay. What did we hear from the esteemed Sean Payton last week? Everything's, everything's going to be opposite. Everything was going to be the opposite, right? So when we see day one, okay, so... George Costanza. Right. Opposite. Well, isn't that a little bit hyperbolic? Like, obviously, it's football practice. What what, what did you expect? Well, I I expect him to tell the truth. Like, why would he lie to us? Why would he lie? (laughs) What did you expect to see if you had seen the opposite? I would expect a very intense, for the first day of padded practice. So so last week we saw it was not intense, right? It was a lot of half-speed drills, things like that. Okay, Dan, you're overreacting. It's just day one, so chill out, Dan. It's not really going to be that intense. It was hyperbolic. That's day one, day two. The first day of pads, I might expect, if everything's going to be different, it was going to be intense today. Okay. It was not intense. It was... Well, there is 30, there's 30 minutes left. You left before practice I expect over. the entire no, practice That's not how football intense. practice goes. The first hour is getting warmed up and doing individual drills and doing walk-through pace. You were lamenting that they waited 30 minutes to do some stretching, So right? three quarters of practice is going to be patty cake under the new regime? No, it's oh. one practice. It's the first day of... Or practice. is it possible? I'm just floating this into the atmosphere. Is it possible 
that in our revisionist history that we're trying to pull on Coach Hackett, is it just possible that Coach Hackett was actually running training camp uh, under the current methods and standards that all NFL training camps are under? No. Is that a possibility? No. That's, that, you don't that, think so? That would not be true. Hmm. There was one team last year who did not do seven-on-seven seven in training okay. camp. One team. There was one team who did not do one-on-ones, wide receivers, DBs, one-on-one pass rush, linebackers and running backs, one-on-one pass rush, linebackers, edge guys, defensive linemen. There was one team that did that. That, those things that are a critical piece of every NFL training camp, those will happen across the street here in the coming days and weeks. So They also, before you before you rebuttal, they also did like the, the three different speeds of practice last year. There was like a green, a blue, and a purple or whatever. And, you know, it was like a walk-through pace and then a jog-through pace and then a full speed. That's not what they're doing here. They're not doing color-coded days. You're going to see the tempo the same every day, I imagine. So that is different. Okay. Well, what I've heard, so seven-on-sevens was the fatal flaw. That is such an elemental part of football. It wasted considerable reps with Russell Wilson scrambling out of the pocket, not throwing the ball to his receivers down the field, giving the receivers and the DBs their needed work in those team periods that were designed by Coach Hackett instead of seven-on-seven periods. Yeah. I'm not Um, saying it was a fatal flaw because that would be a little bit hyperbolic and a little twisting of my words, which I know – Dan Jacobs is a reframer of words. Oh, that's a, is, is that a compliment? A reframer? Uh, yeah. you take it as you, however you want to take it, yeah. but you are a, a consistent reframer. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take that as I will. Um, yeah, I just, all I heard was every time uh, we would, from you know, reporting from OTAs, is it's going to be tough. It's not going to be patty cake. It's going to be very tough, hard-nosed football, and that's not what we saw today. Well, okay, so what did you see? What did you see? Um, I saw Did just, anything jump out, anything kind of you um, know, analytical? I mean, well, obviously the Tim Patrick thing is very right. concerning because yep, yep. Um, that was, he was laid out prone. Um, they were, you know, he got parted off. They, that, that's very concerning. Um, it was a... Just, How about the quarterbacks? How are they throwing the ball? Um, Russ How threw, are the receivers catching the ball? Uh, Russ threw an interception. Um, uh, actually, I thought Jared Stidham actually looked better today than I had seen him at the other practice. Um, outside of that, I mean, they were running drills. Um, Russ did overthrow on, on his one deep ball I saw. He overthrew, you know, through Corlin uh, Sutton by, you know, five yards. But you're not going to glean a lot when you're running drills. Um, but they're just working on timing. So I'm not expecting a whole lot now. It was just fine. It was just a nice run-of-the-mill practice without a lot of intensity. That's all. So, so you mentioned, um, you know, somewhat... Um Sarcastically, about the opposite. We're going to do everything opposite. What? Uh, before we get you out of here, what else were your takeaways from the Sean Payton comments, the story, the back and forth between Aaron Rodgers, the you know so-called apology or whatever? What's your general thoughts of what's happened uh, in the media the last week? Yeah, I, I mean we love it, right? And and I agreed with Chad, and I talked about it uh, right here from the DenverSports.com zone, you know, yesterday, which was what apology? There was no apology, right? It was a walk back, but it was uh, he meant everything he said. It's fun, it was great, but I, I got to be honest, I also have absolutely no problem with what Aaron Rodgers said, right? Nothing. No, hey, let's have it. Great. You know, what great about the idea? Awesome. And you're talking about the nuance that maybe Hackett wasn't as bad as they're saying. Do you think there, there's anything to that? Because Aaron Rodgers has given a full-throated endorsement of Nathaniel Hackett as a football coach, not just his buddy. Um, do you think, man, and the way they're framing it in New York is that Sean Payton is trying to soften the fall 
for when his team sucks. Yeah, that's that was awesome, right? He got in some jabs there. Hey, uh, Sean Payton's he's insecure. He's got you know some underlying issues, and and the Broncos are going to stink, right? Like like he's he's setting it up so when they aren't any good, then you know he he can blame somebody. Now the, the actually and again with Chad, I agree. The the biting part of the comments are taking aim at your own GM, your own PR staff, your own team president. And he didn't walk those back, right? Which tells me they've had those conversations, and Sean Payton's been critical of them to their face. And your own offensive line as well. He was talking about how bad the offensive line was. Those players, what about... Um, we don't know exactly what Cushenberry, he said about the offensive line because... They, he did say that. No, they put in a paraphrased poor. Yeah. We don't know what he said about the offensive line. Well, no, in the quotes... Yeah, in the quotes, he was talking about how bad and terrible the offensive line was. Garrett Bowles, Cushenberry, and... Um, Quinn Miners are still starting on this team. Yeah. Right. So, there you go. All right. Hey, football, you know, you, you, you go out on the field and people critique your performance. And they have to be honest about it if you want to get better. Right, Dan? What? You throw, your head coach doesn't throw you under the bus so he can stick up for the quarterback. That's, that's right. crazy. That's crazy talk. I would agree. It's all about Russ. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Our broadcast from Training Camp 2023 is powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. I'm looking at it right now. It is beautiful, and it is powering this whole operation. All electric and built for tough. All right, guys, we're going to react to what Dan said and Tim Patrick getting injured. Apparently, he went down, was carted off. Um, our very own Mike Kliss, and at least according to the text line here, says it might be the other leg. We're going to look into that and get back to it on the other side. It's the Players Club on the fan. From the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, the Players Club, powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built for tough. That's right, built for tough, where we're hearing the air horns um, from practice, we're hearing the cheers and... Well, one of the main cheers from today was when Tim Patrick was finally carted off the field and they cheered him uh, to let him know they supported him. But uh, the the information I have to relay to you guys, if you're just tuning in now, Tim Patrick went down at practice and had to be carted off. Originally, we were thinking, oh, my gosh, same leg, same ACL. Nope. It's actually the opposite leg. Um, according to Mike Kliss, Tim Patrick suffered ACL injury to his right knee last year. This injury appears to be to his left leg and this kind of um highlights what we were talking about earlier chad about being cleared but not ready to me when i hear that his opposite leg gave way or something snapped in that opposite leg it means he was favoring that leg because his other leg didn't feel ready what are your thoughts when you hear that that something snapped in the opposite leg just freak accident or related to the acl uh, it probably related to the ACL. You spend so much time trying to rehab one leg and get that leg strong again. There can be a bit of an imbalance. And then as you run, you know, uh, coming back from a lower leg injury, which I did a number of times, you start to plan out your cuts and what foot you want to cut off of and all that. I know that's more difficult in the wide receiver position. But those yeah, you, we don't get to do that, man. We have to run our routes on both sides. It doesn't. We we don't get to favor one side or the other. But within the recovery from an injury, there is certainly the possibility of putting too much stress and strain. You know, maybe you kind of round it with your bad leg, and you put you put you feel more comfortable sticking your your good leg, quote unquote, into the ground to make this massive cut. So those kinds of decisions that you make when you're coming back from an injury, 
that's part of the imbalance in the recovery part of it. It's a difficult thing for a training staff to figure out. Your leg is now strong enough. It looks good enough for you to go out there and practice. But within that, there's still going to be this recovery period where you're working to get your body now back in balance. And you're working to get equal strength on both legs. It took Jamal Murray forever to really begin to get both his legs back underneath him. So every athlete's going to be different. It's always got to be difficult from a doctor and a training staff perspective of when do we training camp timing of things. This is the time of year where you want to get back. And some guys are willing to rush back for this situation for this time of year, and that can put them in a, in a bad spot. Well, how do you pump the brakes on that as a competitor, as a guy who sat out all last season, had to watch while his team went out and laid an egg offensively every week? And, um, you know, you know he's telling himself, man, if I was out there, we'd have won that game. You know, and... and that's not a stretch to say that. Tim Patrick could have been the difference in several, at least several games last year when the offense was anemic. How do you pump the brakes when the, your, your training staff does tell you you're good to go, you're cleared to go? Um, and then, hey, it, it was the Jamal Murray thing from last year. You just brought up Jamal Murray, and he got questioned in the media. He got questioned by fans. He had to get attacked by, on Twitter and said, you must not want it enough to get out there and, and fight for it with your team against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. He was clear by then. At the end of the season, he had to step up in front of him and say, hey, guys, there's a difference between being cleared and being ready. Um, in football, it's a lot harder to pump the brakes on that. But how do you do that? Do you have to talk to your agent? Do you need a coach who tells you to pump the brakes on it when the, when the training staff tells you you're cleared? That's a difficult line for everybody involved. Obviously, as a player, we know the longer we're out, the more chances we are going to be replaced. No one wants to be Wally Pipped. Um, so that is always a real concern for every football player. Um, as, as a medical staff, your job is to hopefully get these guys ready for a certain timeline, for a training camp, for the first regular season game. As an agent... Your job is to protect your player, but not so much that you protect him so much that he can't hold and maintain his job. So everyone's got a different line they've got to tell. Hopefully clear, clearer, cooler heads prevail in these situations, and the player's never put out there in an unfortunate situation. But I'm seeing the video clip right now of Tim Patrick, and it almost Ooh. looks like a, a slip where his left leg gives out a little bit as he's Ooh. trying to round up field. So it's, you know, it's difficult it looks, for me to— And it was not a twist. It was not a tw twisted ankle or an ankle flopping over. To me, that looks very Achilles-ish. Yeah. yeah it, it, I, I, unfortunately, I would have to agree with that initial assessment you just made there. I'm not seeing a rolling of the ankle. I'm seeing a, a leg almost give out, which indicates from what we've seen Achilles. Now, there'll be all those Internet uh, doctors who are able to look at this clip and compare that to who guys who are actually little medical doctors and team surgeons who have Twitter accounts where they diagnose sports injuries off of clips like this. I'm sure they'll have some opinions pretty early, and we'll see if when the Broncos if, or if Sean Payton releases some information after practice. Yeah, i got to imagine we're going to hear about this pretty soon um, from the RamosLaw.com text line. Nate, Mr. Gloom and Doom, calm down already. Wait for the diagnosis. Look, man, um, we're just reacting on what we've been told and what we saw. It, for, with a guy... For a guy with as much professional pride, as much to prove, I know he's making $11.1 million this year, but I guarantee you he wants to earn that. He doesn't want to be thought of as somebody 
who's stealing money, who's not earning his contract. There's a ton of pride there. He spent the entire season out last year. This is his happy place to get out there with his teammates and go perform and to collapse onto the field like that, to scream an expletive, to throw his gloves and his helmet and get carted off. It has to be serious. Chad, what is your, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, We talked to Dan Jacobs last segment, and he was – underwhelmed by the pace and the physicality and he was expecting more based on Sean Payton's comments about everything we're going to do is the opposite of last year. Now James Merrillat walked up and had some similar thoughts that it wasn't what he thought it wasn't a lot different from training camp they did a period where they actually tried to throw incompletions. They did that again and they uh, they did a few other things that made James Merrillat believe that this isn't anything new. That we're in for the same old Broncos. I cannot take one day, the very first day of practice, and come away with all those conclusions. I think the judge is a little too judgy here based off of a small sample size. I need to see more from this. I believe there will be a physical nature of practice that didn't, we didn't see very often last year. I believe some of these core football fundamental drills that we didn't see last year will exist in, in camp this year. But the first day of pads, there is a ramping up period that has to happen as you guys get acclimated to pads. And so to see that as part of the practice day and the acclimation time does not bother me one bit. If we're still at the same pace Friday or next Monday, yeah, then I've got far more concern. But today, the very first day of pads, I'm good with this. Per James Palmer from Twitter, it's feared to be an Achilles injuries injury for Broncos wide receiver Tim Patrick per Sean Payton. So uh, it's what we're all fearing based on the video that we saw and all the testimonial from everyone who saw him. A non-contact play, he collapsed. He wasn't cutting necessarily. He was just kind of heading upfield um, after going in motion, it looked like. And uh, if that's the case, if it is a torn Achilles, Tim Patrick will be done for the season again for the second straight year. Did you ever have any Achilles issues? Luckily, no. It got me knocking on wood. It's not even wood. Wood. Yeah, there we go. That, some wood. That's like composite. I don't even know if that's real. It's wood half either. wood pulp and glue, but I'll take so it. you got to find some wood and really Because at some point, it. I'm going to jump in, in my life. And old people, when they jump, will tear an Achilles. I don't ever want that. It's an awful injury. It's very difficult for an athlete to come from. And for a guy who would be just fresh off the ACL to now have an Achilles on the other leg, you'd have to imagine there would be some explosiveness that would just simply never, ever return. So after a practice like this, the coaches are going to go straight up um, into their coaches' offices and watch this film, right? And then they're going to go relay what they've learned or what they saw to the players. And when you're in those film sessions, it's not about what you did well, Chad. Nope. It's about what you did wrong. How did you feel about going in there and watching practice? Did you enjoy it? Was it something like, you know, that you dreaded? Um, how did you uh, approach that process of, of this sport? Uh, early on in my rookie year, yeah, I, I, I dreaded it. I hated it. It felt like you know that laser pointer that they used to show you who you are on the tape. Like it was burned a hole in my actual back. Not just the guy on film, but my actual back. And Marvin, Marvin Lewis's words were just so harsh and biting and critical. And so that was early on. By year two, it was a little bit easier. By year four... Yeah, I've got some rhythm to this. I actually want to be coach. By year five, yes, I'm spending time with coach after tape to watch it again and for him to be even more critical with me so I could dial in what I was doing and really have an understanding of what's being asked of me. So I had removed the personal aspect. You're coaching me. You're not criticizing Chad, the person. That's Chad, the football player on the field. And once I was able to separate the personal from the coaching, I was able to take the coaching and put it into action much faster. 
Well, first day of pads in the books. Practice is over. Uh, the fellas are starting to meander over here. I know Stokely and Zach were at practice, so they're going to have a lot of thoughts on what we were speculating about. They actually had eyes on it, so they'll be able to break it down to you guys. And these players, it's about them getting better, a little bit better every day. And if you thought you were going to see something totally opposite, yes, you're not. Sean Payton was speaking hyperbolically about it. Nathaniel Hackett is a football coach, so is Sean Payton. It's still football practice. They can't reinvent the wheel there. You just got to grind, get a little bit better every day. Guys, we're here live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, Colorado-owned and family-operated. Commercial general contracted for over 30 years along the front range, ConConstruction.com. All right, good show, Chatty. Uh, that's it for us on the Players Club. Stick around. Stokely and Zach, they're next.